Hello and welcome to the Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of January 28. I am Joel Marshall and joining me to take a look at all the weekend's action is my Winning Post colleague Dan Nutter. Well, Dan, we've got black type action pretty well across the country this weekend and uh, we've got a couple of Group 2 wait for age sprints in Melbourne and Sydney and some uh, pretty important two-year-old races there in Sydney. Uh, plenty to look forward to. Hopefully, uh, we can find a few winners. And, uh, yeah, what are you looking forward to, Daniel? Yeah, look, this horse will probably go off a pretty short favourite, but I think the return of King's Gambit's the uh, highlight for me in the in the Canterbury. Um, obviously, how dominant he was on display in, back in the spring in Caulfield, he won by five lengths. He's down. Um, be a very popular two-year-old. The big races and, uh, yeah, probably his return would be the highlight. But, you know, we've got, as you said, there's not just Sydney and Melbourne. There's a sort of black-type race in Adelaide as well. So plenty to look forward to um, this weekend. And, of course, uh, we're, we're going going to wear while the, uh, the race is on Australia Day. Um going at the moment some good races there as well but yeah looking forward to this weekend and um, hopefully we can find a winner or two we certainly get a chance anyway indeed well we'll kick off at rose hill and with that race you were talking about with king's gambit in the canonbury states the first of three black type races on the program and we've only got a a small field. Mafia was an acceptor, but pretty much a scratching straight away. He heads to Scone, I think, on Friday with a couple of other handy-looking two-year-olds. But King's Gambit's going to be pretty a pretty warm favourite. James McDonald to ride a dollar thirty-five, and but you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily say he's over the line because Red Red Resistance mm. looked pretty good with a few wraps on him winning his first start. But uh, I take it you have got King's Gambit on top. I have. Um, I was so taken by his win. At Caulfield back in the spring, early October, um, Blake Sheen rode that day. Snowdens, we know how good they are with their two-year-olds and um, very dominant win. He's currently favourite for the slipper. Um, and look, he doesn't, you know, Red Resistance is the second pick because he's got that run under the belt, this preparation. And look, that was a pretty decent two-year-old field. Uh, he beat on the boo and he'll be the one they have to catch down again. But King's Gambit on what I've seen, um, he's on top for me, on top of the two, one and two, in for third. Uh, I have the uh, six Shinzo, um, well-bred Colt. Uh, trials have been good, and in for fourth, I have the four for Moo. Uh, my numbers one, two, six, four. Yeah, not much more to add. Kings Gabbard on top for me. I, I'm a fan of Red Resistance. It's a bit hard to jump off him, but um, he was a little bit green in the final stages when winning the other day. So that's good in the sense he's got some improvement to come. But if he's still lacking that little bit of professionalism, King's Gambit will find it find it out. So I've gone one to beat two. Six Shinzo in for third. Uh, brother to Accelerates out of Samoretti. And he's been trialling well. And I've put uh, the late entry in for fourth, number seven, the Little Pumper. Race five on the program. This is far more open. This is for the Phillies. It is the Widden Stakes over 1,100 metres. And not many of these would shock me if they won, Daniel. No, I'm with... Uh, yeah, it is an open race. And I've found some value, I think, in the form of the two Dipsy Doodle, the start speller, uh, the Lonroe Philly. Uh, debuted in the Kirkham Plate. Um, did a bit wrong in the run, but I thought finished off okay there. There's about two legs behind the stable mate Barber. Put away after that, 
uh, led all the way to win a recent trial. Um, it is an open race, as you said, plenty of these with, with cases, but I thought Dipsy Doodle was worth an each-way play, handsome. He's on top for me. So the two. On top of the 11th, Steel City, who comes out of that race uh, won by Red Resistance. Uh, she was uh, no match for that horse. There's uh, uh, a half to September run, actually, this this filly. And my Yankee girl, the, the good uh, horse in Melbourne. So Steel City, good debut, just no match for Red Resistance. I think it's a pretty good form line. In for third, I have the three, Divine Glory. Um, pretty easy win on a heavy track at her last start, but ran well in a gym crack, gym crack stakes before that behind Platinum Jubilee, of course, has run well in a Magic Millions. And in for fourth, I have the five, Just Glamorous. Uh, my number's 2-11-3-5. Yeah, I've gone for number five, Just Glamorous, the Justify filly out of Global Glamour. Expensive filly. She settled off the speed at Warwick Farm on debut, did her best work late. Interesting to see. They may well ride her again that way from a, a tricky gate. She'll be strong over the 1100. Um, can back her each way and can probably also have something on Dipsy Doodle, your top selection, quite like her. She did a little bit wrong on debut, but she ran very well. There's plenty of upside with her. 11 Steel City, big gap back to third in that race against Red Resistance. Um, I think she's probably, well, I thought she'd be a bit shorter than the $7, $7 or odd that she is. And nine perfect proposal, the favourite from the gym crack who got run over by Platinum Jubilee late. The Magic Millions runner-up, so nothing wrong with that form line. Uh, but as I said, you know, Cigar Flick was good on debut. There's been money for her, big money for the first starter, learning to fly, another daughter of Justify, and even the other newcomer, Mumbai Muse, has trialled up really well. So there are a few chances here, but I've gone 5, 2, 11, and 9. Race 8 is the feature. It is the Group 2 Expressway. And I was taken back on Monday morning at 11 o'clock when the noms came through and there were only four. <laughs> Luckily, we've got some late entries because only two of those four have paid up and they are the two that had the betting, Golden Mile and Forbidden Love. Uh, guests of the late entries, Maria Mia probably looks the best credentialed and hence she's just behind them on the third line of betting. Daniel will... The three-year-old, the Caulfield Guineas winner, Golden Mile, kick off his campaign with a win in this race, unlike his stable mate, Animo, last year, who was beaten. Yeah, Golden Mile on top for me. When I saw those, uh, when I saw the, saw the first sort of set of uh, noms for the race, I was in half a mind to uh, give um, John Salonitri a call, who trains a, a, yeah. a, a, a four-year-old uh, down in Melbourne, and look, she probably wouldn't we go close to Gold Mile or Forbidden Love, but the prize money on sake. But look, it's good they've got a, a decent sized field now and a couple of these on a quick backup. Um, but yeah, with, I'm with the class runners in, in the field in the nine on top of the four. Golden Mile, very impressive Colt. Um, just knows how to win, doesn't he? He's sort of overcome a little bit in a few of his wins last prep, but uh, he, able to, he was able to get the job done. Not diving in at the price, but uh, on top for me. Forbidden Love, I just with the fact that she didn't really have the best of campaigns last time in was the, the, the slight query, I guess, but the recent trial has been good and she can easily bounce back with a, with a win in this. We know how classy she is on her day. Pizarro in next, uh, not much luck first up in a, in a benchmark 88, but he's a, he's a good, a very good horse. He's a very consistent horse. Yet to miss a, uh, the top three and nine starts. I think he can measure up to this level, but he will need to find a, a couple of lengths to, to knock off those first two. And in for fourth, I've got the um, the tough Maria Mia. Uh, 
a good horse in Midwest challenged her last start and she uh, kicked back gamely there. And um, it was a good good return and she can go on with it. Nine, four, three and five. Yeah, I've also got Golden Mile on top. I think it'll be very hard to beat. Forbidden Love is coming off a campaign where she was unplaced in all four runs. There's a couple of excuses on occasion. She wasn't getting thrashed, but just she has to come off, you know, her probably her career worst preparation. Um, so for mine, she's a touch short, albeit with the long tail to the field. Uh, Maria Mia, I've got in for third and much, much better. I was keen on in the benchmark race earlier, but they have elected to go around here, as has Pizarro, who's also in that benchmark race earlier. And uh, they're probably the next two to include in your exotics. But I've got it nine, four, five, and two. Uh, my best for the day is in the last, and he's a bit short now. I think he went up to 280, 270. He's now shade of odds on, but he's a good horse. Think about it. Uh, never in trouble first up and resuming, given a sweet ride, put into the race at the right time. He was a bit uh, a bit floaty sort of near the line, wasn't quite putting it away, but he was never going to lose. I think he's uh, looks a group horse in the making, so I think he'll win, albeit a bit short. Uh, Just Glamorous is my value bet and uh, best roughy in the opener in the highway, number 16, Amaranth for the informed Daniel Sieb Stable. Uh, Daniel, what was your best and value? Value we've covered. Um, race five, number two, Dipsy Doodle. And the best comes up in race three. And with the uh, Chris Waller trained Wine Glass Bay. Uh, look, he was is that making his Australian debut on, at the uh, seventh, the January 7th Rose Hill meeting, 1,500 metres there. And look, r- the run was quite good. He kept coming, stuck on well, and, and wasn't beaten very far by a couple of fit horses. He's going to take a stack of benefit from that. Um, I think a slightly, or a dry track will certainly suit, which he'll get. And uh, yeah, with that run, the belt, I think it'll be really hard to beat. Wine Glass Bay looks a, a quite a promising horse. It can progress through the grades as preparation. Race three, number seven. All right. Uh, over to the Valley on Saturday. And as mentioned, we do have a group two feature. It is the Australia Stakes for the Sprinters. Again, wait for age 1,200 metres. Uh, is race seven on the program. And Daniel's probably a little bit more open than the expressway, but uh, again, Mm. there's probably two or three in the race that would be a surprise if they won. Yeah, Jigsaw is the top pick for me. Um, He's, look, he's always had ability. There's been no doubt about that. Um, But this preparation, doesn't he put it all together? He's won three of three, two, two stakes races at his past two starts. Um, you know, sits up on the pace, absorbs pressure and and uh, has a bit left in the tank. And I think he just goes on with it. He's drawn ideally in barrier two. Um, the Valley, he's yet to win the Valley, but he's had two starts for two placings and it looks like track that suits his racing style. So I'm with him to keep the picket fence going. In for second, I'm with the classy Mayor Chirath, who resumes here. Um not much luck first up last time in, and then was a really good, uh, good-looking win in the Black Pearl at Geelong. Second up, um, she is a definitely good enough to win this, and look, probably has better races than this in uh, her future. This preparation, in for third, I have the six Snapper. Look, a horse I haven't been able to catch, um, but he just keeps winning. Of course, the Flemington Straight is his, uh, has been his sort of track. This preparation, but he's back to the Valley. He's won four races at this track albeit in easier races, but, you know, he'll be up on the speed with Jigsaw and be in this for a long way. 
And in for fourth, I got the three ironclad. Uh, look, he went to uh, WA during the summer, their summer racing program there, and was running well over sort of 1,800 metres and 2,100 metres. But look, quite a classy horse on his day. He's got that residual fitness, and he has won two or three at 1,200 metres. So watch for him to be uh, warming up late. Five, eight, six, three. Yeah, not much confidence for me. Probably just a watch race, but I'm with Jigsaw as well. He's just building that picket fence. He's got to go 1,200 this prep, but he's won over the distance before and just the way he's going, I think he'd be hard to get past. I think seven Calypso rain might be the danger. Haven't seen him since the spring, but he ran a big race uh, this track and distance in the Chautauqua, running on very strongly. Craig Williams booked, I think, is a good pointer. Six snapper, had it all his own way in the standish. He can be a bit hot and cold, but he has got that good record at the Valley. And in for fourth, the mayor number eight, Churath, who's smart on her day. Uh, five on top from seven, six and eight. My best for Mooney Valley is in race six and it's number six, Luna Cat. Uh, quite taken by her first up run on the Sandown Hillside track. Uh, she is a winner at Mooney Valley previously and shouldn't get as far back as she did first up as she drew wide and was ridden cold. I think she can posse up just behind them and be very hard to hold out. And my value bets earlier in the day, race two, number two, Glen Tanius. This import with the Friedman camp. Two runs um, and hasn't really fired, but I thought the last run was pretty good. He was strong late with the, the big weight, 60 and a half. Race wasn't under suit. Uh, good late sectionals. Thought, hopefully, up a little bit in trip, he could settle a bit closer and just be a bit more um, competitive early, and if he is, I think he might be able to uh, improve into the finish at good odds. Daniel, what was your best in value? Yep, my best comes up in race six, and with the very consistent uh, I'm Invincible Mare, Croatia. Uh, she is running really well this preparation, especially at the Valley. Um, <clears throat> God, I was on her at 17 to 1 at three back, and she just was a good thing beaten. She was untested, really, and should have won that race, but then so it was able to atone next start with a pretty soft win. Stepped up in grade and just missed last start. Um, so she's going well, loves this track, and uh, I think she can uh, can continue to uh, to keep that good form going at the Valley. She's pretty keen on her, race six, number two. The value comes up in race 10. I'm going to give – sorry, race uh, eight with a 10. Um, extreme step. A little bit plain to the eye last start, but um, – I thought the win at the Mooney Valley first up was 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 quite good with the big weight. Um, she drops two kilos for this, and we'll get every chance from barrier two. So, good horse on her day. Hopefully, you can sh- show her best here, and if she does, I think she'll be hard to beat. Race eight, number 10, extreme step, the value. Racing in South Australia on Saturday is at Morfordville, and we do have a stakes race there. It is the listed Durbridge Stakes, race eight on the program, and... See you in heaven, the smart filly with uh, just 53 kilos heads to the market. Daniel, uh, you got her in the mix? Yeah, she's on top. I'm not too confident with this, I must admit. Um, I think there's a few few winning chances in the race. And see you in heaven, 53 kilos. First up, she's obviously got the the good form. Last prep, winning a, a Sandown Guineas in Melbourne at the end of her prep. She ran well without winning leading into that over shorter. Um Perhaps 1,100 metres, probably not her best trip, but she has run well at the trip here. And it just with the 53 kilos, um, I thought, uh, was the was the top pick, considering her record at the track as well. So see you in heaven, 
um, on top for me. I've got five and next Shimino. Uh, you know, horse that knows how to win. He's won 10 of 45, and he's got that form around Jigsaw. Very good running on into second last start. It's good form for this. Bo Rossa, Kemal Passer, and Ironclad, if here, uh, chances as well, but not too confident. 12 on top, though, 5, 3, and 1. And what was your specials there, Daniel? Uh, I think the horse in race two, Oracle Sun, is uh, quite a promising gelding from the Philip Stokes stable. Uh, one well first up, had the run on the fence and was able to shoot through and win, but it was it was first up there, plenty of improvements to come. The runner-up um, has come out and won again. So the form has been franked there. I think he goes on with a job, Oracle Sun. I think he can measure up in some better races in time. And the value comes up in race seven. I'm with Dancing Stream, who comes out of a, uh, a race at Strathalbyn last start. She was sort of back, had to come very wide on the turn and closed off nicely there. Don't think she'll be as far back this time. She's drawn barrier one. She, she has settled sort of midfield in the past, but uh, gets to get a soft run there. And with luck in the straight, I think Dancing Stream will uh, be finishing hard. Race seven, number nine. All right, and uh, Brisbane Racing, Metro Racing, heads to the Sunshine Coast on Saturday, and they also have a listed race, over 1,400. It is the Sunshine Coast Cup, and it is race seven on the card. And fairly open race, although a lot of the tipsters seem to be coming up with the former Victorian Mayor Shayu from the O'Day Hoisted Yard. And Daniel, I know you're pretty keen on her chances. Yeah, that's right. She's a very classy mayor, and I interviewed Maddie Hoisted for a, for Rian in the winning post this weekend, and... Just based on the, the hand they have, I obviously have Shayu first up, but Tumbler Ridge, um, sort of a stable favourite, presents here first up. And I've got the former Godolphin turned uh, Country Cup winning, North Queensland Country Cup winning Namazu in the mix as well. He'll probably That horse will probably improve over further. But Shayu on top, uh, a horse that, you know, we've seen her get back a lot in her races and luck sort of being against her, but... Uh, her best is very good. She's been running in much stronger races than this in Victoria. Firstly, with Archie Alexander, and then had prep in the spring for Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. And didn't win in those three races, but I thought her, her, her efforts there were quite good. This is a much easier assignment. She's got. She's a very good fresh mare. Um, she's trialling really well for this, and I think she gets the job done. On So two on top for me, and she's my best of the day. In for second, I've got the nine, Sir Rocket. Um, look a little bit disappointing in his run at the Gold Coast last start, but the tighter track there might have been against him. Uh, I think a big track like the Sunshine Coast will certainly suit. He'll uh, need a bit of luck and a good ride from that draw, but he should get every chance to run him down. In for third, I've got Tumbler Ridge, one of the other O'Day Hoisted runners, set for this race. Um, very versatile horse. He's won, up, he's won 1,200 metres fresh. He's won up to the mile. I think 1,400 metres off a, a nice trial. Where he actually beat Shayu in the trial. Um, he can certainly run a, run a good race in this. And in for fourth, I have the five, Roman Aureus. Comes off a nice first up win at Toowoomba. This is tougher, but he's one of those horses that whatever you throw him in, he uh, gives a good account of himself. Uh, two, nine, one, and five. And Shayu is your best bet, as it is for all three tipsters in the winning post this week. And your value bet comes up in the race prior. Yeah, Mission of Love win at Doombin was very impressive. There's a few uh, impressive last start winners in this field, but I thought uh, her win was the best of those. She circled the field, reeled in the big field with ease, and uh, 
yeah, I think off that she can go on and win some good race, win some races and possibly some better ones in time. Uh, exciting filly, and I think we'll approve over a little bit further, which she gets here. So Mission of Love, race seven, number 11, the best value for me, Joel. We've also got some black type action over in the West at Ascot, uh, where we see the running of the listed Scenic Blast Stakes, another 1,200-metre sprint race, and looks like a race in two. Our WA expert, Greg Hooper, is leaning towards number one, How's the Serenity, coming off two good wins. 59 kilos, got to give uh, between three and a half and five kilos to the rest of the field but he's got the Simon Miller train sprinter on top of number eight, Fanta, who's the second elect in the market. In for third, number seven, Long Beach. And for fourth, number two, Express Time. Uh, early in the day, Greg reckons we can get our cash. The good thing, race two, number two, My Bella May, when her first three starts, including the Placid Arc, looked very smart. They threw her in the deep end in the winter bottom at her fourth start. Certainly wasn't a disgrace. She kicks off here in a three-year-old plate, 58 kilos, uh, she's going to be a pretty warm favourite, but should be very hard to beat. And the value bet comes up in the following race. Race three, number seven, One Point Lady. Gets in well after the claim. Just 52 and a half on the back. Looks a good play each way. Earlier in the day, we've got a couple of meetings coming in from New Zealand, including Group 1 action from Trentham. We've got the Thorndon Mile. Uh, we've also got the Group 3 Wellington Cup taking place there. My best bet for the day at Trentham comes up in the last race 10 number 10 Western Springs it was a big winner first up struck a track that was too wet second up and then last time out improved just got too far back but really did hit the line strongly for fifth looks like 1600 will suit and hopefully from gate one he doesn't have to get as far back my value bet is a last start winner race four number four text regrets always a bit tricky to come out of a maiden and win again but like the look of this bloke he came off the bit two runs back and, and looked like he was going to run seventh or eighth and then really lifted to finish third and did a similar thing when winning his maiden last time out. Loomed, loomed up and, and under hard riding and then sort of looked beaten but just kept responding. So I think there's a bit of guts and determination with that bloke and he can keep improving. And the other meetings down in the South Island at Rickard and my best bet is race five, number three, second thought. It's had a bit of a freshen up since the New Zealand Cup Carnival in the early part of November. He won on the first day and then finished in the placings on the second day of the carnival. Should be pretty well wound up. He's had a trial, and this is a $60,000 race, so I think they'll have him uh, pretty well wound up, and he can win, and my value bet is La Power, race six, number eight. Pretty consistent mare, really too far away. She hasn't won this time in, but she's notched a couple of thirds, including last start, and she runs up to that. She should take a fair bit of beating. Well, that just about takes us out for this week's podcast. But before we can wrap it all up, we better head into the Lazy Lobsters. Well, Daniel nearly broke our uh, dry spell last week. I was on Kanazawa and it was a, a bit of a hard watch. She got shuffled mm. back and uh, played Dodgem Cars on the turn and still only found one better. So probably should have won. And uh, Tilly Annam... Every was chance. there on the turn. Yeah, yeah, did have the chance. Held on well, but he was probably never going to win in the, in the straight, was she? To see the stable mate win at 15 to 1 didn't make me... Uh, no. <laughs> didn't make it... Didn't make the situation much better. But no, he had every chance. I can't really... I uh, can't really make an excuse there. All right. Well, I'm just going to play through the V this week. I, I, I want black figures. I don't want to be taking odds on, but uh, I'll make my 
bet of the weekend uh, in the last race at Warwick Farm. And I speak of the Joe Pride trained Think About It for Sam Clipperton. I will go to Rose Hill, race three, Wineglass Bay, uh, 20 on the nose. Excellent. Well, there you are, listeners. Uh, jam-packed uh, weekend of black-type action. Some very interesting races coming up and uh, hopefully some uh, races that'll help shape the rest of the autumn carnival. Don't forget to pick up your winning post. We've got uh, everything covered right through the weekend and, of course, all of your great reading. Back plenty of winners. We'll be back next week with John Barker in the hosting chair on the preview podcast.